Hello, and welcome to Superhuman Samurai Cyber Pod. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And now it's time to save a series of podcasts, audio six. I, I can't think of four words to begin with the last two in a row. I'm David. <laughs> yes, you this, tried. This is the final. This is the final episode of the second coming of Superhuman Samurai Cyber Pod. Will we be back? Maybe. I guess we'll see. I mean, we got an entire se- series out of this one when I was expecting just a movie. Mm. So I guess we're getting a movie or maybe another series where the two of them will cross over somehow. Yes. So this is episode 12, What Was I Entrusted With? You gotta, I gotta give treats to a kitten. There you go. Aww. There you go, Liza Bean. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. Did I not have the wiki open? I guess I didn't have the wiki open. Whoops. Oh, hello, oh. puppy. Oops, sorry. Puppy noises just now. A second. I may have to attend to a dog. Okay. I'll be right back. <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard the dog that loud before. Hi, Bean. You want treats? I have no kitties being bothered to me right now. I just Aww. am warm. Yeah, nobody's... I'm I'm hanging out in the kitten room, and nobody's hanging out with me except yeah. Eliza and Toby and the others. The Annette's babies went home today. There you go, there's that stray treat. I knew one slipped off somewhere. Oh my goodness. Okay, dog has been attended to. Okay. I guess Eliza is going to be the one to step on my keyboard now. You're going to step on my keyboard, sweetie, which is good. because you know real keyboard I'm working cat. On I'm working on socializing her, so that's the kind of training that she needs to have for dealing with people walking on their keyboards. So previously on on SSSS Dynazenon, uh, our uh, our our pal, the kaiju eugenicist, turned out to have a kaiju inside him, which then grew to consume him, and he now threatens the city with only. Uh, with only Ante as our last line of defense, as Galma is apparently dying. Yeah, as he's his, not doing his, so good. His life force is running out, and also apparently he used to be a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and also, like, the, the the scar he had, a little tiny thing in, like, the first episode has grown and is encompassing, like, half his body now. Yeah, it's like some kind of necrosis or something. He yeah. was a mummy in a museum, which is like not even a hidden mummy, like a mummy that people have been bothering. I, see, I guess that explains his chest binder. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and this uh, this kaiju is Gagula. Gagula, however it's pronounced. It should, it and, should be uh, Gagula. Also, <laughs> there should be, I don't know, more things called Gagula. I think Gagula is like a, like if there was a movie where Rodney Dangerfield played a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking if like, I don't know, Alicia Silverstone played a vampire. Alicia Silverstone did play a vampire. Uh, It was the movie Vamps with uh, Kristen Ritter. Uh, From the director of Clueless. Well, that would explain why it's got Alicia Silverstone in it. Precisely. What have I been watching recently that makes me think way more perverted things with combining 
a vampire, something that sucks things, and gag. Ew. Yes. Also, gag oil. <laughs> gag oil. Gag oil. It's either the dirty thing or gag oil, this horrible monster just vomiting stuff up. I could be a great, like, foster kitten influencer, but no, I gotta keep just derailing my Twitter feed to talk about gag oil. How many, how many kittens are you going to get to before you start naming one gag oil and decompose? We're getting there. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm running out. I mean, Blackthorn, totally cool uh, kitten name. Yeah. I mean, my, my two latest are... You, you might want to avoid decompose. Yeah, decompose is kind of wrong. Metlar. Metlar's okay. Uh, my two latest are Metlar, little shadow uh, maybe pups. not tendril. Yeah. Augur. <laughs> that actually could work. Nightcrawler, kind of. You know, they, they, they crawl around at night. Oh, that, that would have to be for the cutest kitten, though. It's a little black kitty. <laughs> the nightcrawler. Uh, that would be my two current babies. So, so Anasilius II is helping uh, Galma out by easing his pain with a majorette baton. Yeah, you know. It's, it's her magical girl baton that she got from her mother. Oh. Mm. Who was a major like she did earlier uh, when uh, Dinah Xenon was uh, oh yeah, damaged. She Words, on Words are not working. Yes, but yes, it's she's not, used this previously. Yeah, it's, although it's not the fixer beam, it's not going to fix him. It's just going to ease his pain because I don't think anything can fix him at this point. Yeah, he's in pretty bad shape. Wait, he's already been dead once, so yeah. Yes. So our our remaining kaiju genesis, they're pretty thrilled with this. Yeah, there's a kaiju left. Wait, there weren't any kaijus. Oh, it was in our friend. Yeah, you know, the, you know, the, yeah, they were going to move on, but they've decided, hey, kaiju, we're uh, we're back, baby. Like, okay, sure, our, we'll stick around for one more. And then they they pretty quickly realize that they cannot, uh, you know, instance dominate it because it is their pal. Or at least it's already... I don't know how it works as far, because I don't think he is it. It was just inside him. But I guess he's dominating it, so they can't yes. also dominate it. Mm. He's already occupied, so they can't do that. But he has a solution. Yes. Nom, 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 nom. Admittedly, he much like the solution that, that Dinah Xenon did in the first episode... <laughs> With the heroes, yeah, I, I, I admit that's I initially I thought that he had just decided to like eat them. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like they were, you know, going to be surviving what was going to happen to them. Also, I like uh, that the the crazy one was like, "Well, I get to kill more humans." Yeah. Yep. Like, geez, buddy, settle down. And the lady's like, "Yeah, sure, I ain't got nothing else going on." Yep. I do appreciate that he specifies humans. Yes. Specifically humans he's going to kill more of. Yeah, so it, it is kind of nice that even though the design is just a big Godzilla shape, it's like, oh, it, it's an evil biological version of Xenon. It's a dragon monster that eats its yeah, and it's now Yes, and it is now powered up and ready for Pride Week. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's more rainbow. Rainbows! Rainbows everywhere! I, I, I like more that they threw more animation flourishes in, of course, because it's the final episode, but, like, when its face sort of rips open... Oh, yeah, there's some there's wild animation later in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Now, they they 
did their budgeting all through the series so far, so now they've got a little extra to spend on Saturday night. So yeah, Unlike you know, Gamma, Evangelion. So yeah, you know, Gamma's apologizing to everybody for, you know, getting them involved in this, and, you know, he's clearly dying, but, you know, Yamogi says, you know, we, you know, we would never have known each other if you hadn't done this, so it's, it's fine, it's good. They're having the, the usual, oh, I'm sorry that I got you involved, and everyone's like, no, but the friends we made were the friends we made along the way, or whatever. Yeah. Feelings. Ugh, feelings. <laughs> and meanwhile, uh, Auntie is just getting his ass kicked here, and all of his, yeah. and just hucking, his, all of his components are getting hucked all over the city. Which, like, there's a lot of destruction in this episode. I mean, this series seems to have had quite a bit to a degree, but, like, just giant robot components crashing into buildings, and we don't see the devastation. It's such an annoying thing compared to Dynasty, or Gridman. Yeah, it's, it is odd, considering the, how much of a focus that This is certainly, it takes a more conventional approach to it. Yeah, which, which like, it, it's fine. It's just, after Gridman, like, there was so much weight in many of the characters that were wiped from existence. Yes. Whereas this show is like, oh yeah, civilians, we don't even see them. Other than um, the, the the manager's husband who was injured in a car crash, but he was fine. He survived. Yeah, otherwise it's just time to rebuild Angel Grove again. Yeah. Yep. Oh well. It's just uh, it could be so much better considering how good Gridman was at it. Infrastructure budget is so high. Gotta call damage control. Yes. So, you know, everybody decides, you know, we are going to get back into action. We are going to go and, you know, man our components again. You know, Run this, for our respective vehicles. The yes. first one to get there is, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Ko- yeah, Koyomi. And, you know, unlike the first time when he was sort of uh, dragooned into doing this, he's he's doing it for him this time. Yep. He's be his, he is be ready. his own man. He was going to get a job, and now he's going to actually pilot the thing. Yeah, he does the get a good thing. heroic moment of, of distracting the giant monster from smashing uh, Grid Knight more, but it's kind of played as a comedy beat, because the yes. race car hands crash into the kaiju's chest, and then Mujina is like, hey! <laughs> so you had a hand-groping joke there. Yes. Kind of subtle, <laughs> but it was there, and I but noticed it. Yeah. And then Yamogi's kind of remembering, oh man, I, I didn't actually get an answer from uh, from Yume, but I asked her out. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's appropriate. Yeah. And then Yume, I guess oh, she... Oh, and, and th- now that they've been running around in the, the rubble everywhere, they got scars on them? Yes. Which at first I thought were like, oh, they're sort of runic symbols, because I couldn't really see what they were. And it turns out, oh, they're and all they're shaped like... they're sort of just it. Zs. They're all shaped like an S, 
Oh. Which also the one on Galma's face, I always thought was like an upside down six. It's like, oh, that's an S. Oh. Yes. There's your S's. So all of them, there's four S scars on people, possibly five. So yeah, she gets, yeah, so Yume is heading there. She ends up cutting herself on the way high up on the thigh. She's got to be careful. That will bleed like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's more the outer thigh, so not as bad as the inner thigh. And she's also uh, uh, walking very briskly. Whereas Yumogi's like in a full-on run. Yeah, but his is only on his hand, his scar. He had a power walk. Yeah. And then she's a, uh, hooks up with Goldburn, who is still around. And Goldburn is the best. Yes. Best baby. He's a good boy. Best baby burb. So, yeah, so finally we're all back in action. Even Gauma, who is basically lifting himself off his deathbed to do this. Well, um, uh, and Oshiros, the second, had to carry him into the cockpit, which... Yes. Was kind of annoying that, like, that, that, I think that's, like, the last time we see her throughout the rest of the episode until the end of the episode. Well, the kind of the end of the episode. It's like, mm-hmm. it would have been nice to see her in the cockpit with everybody. Yes. Eh, Especially since it. she's effectively pi- piloting anti mm. at this point. <laughs> yes. Or will be once they, Final Fusion is approved again. Mm. Yes. Final Fusion. So, yeah, there, we, we do the big combination. We form Kaiser Grid Knight. Get the big old purple sparkly cape. Okay, Super Starscream is back. Yes. Yes. And then, at this point, the animation just goes crazy. Yeah, there, there's, like, them inside the cockpits, or, or in Monster, whatever, it's fun. Yeah. Because everybody's kind of yelling at each other from the astral plane, and... Yeah, it's very, um, getter robo in that way. Mm. Screaming out your emotions as you're attacking the enemy, and glowing and crashing into each other. Oh, uh, also, the I love Gagula- screaming about feelings. Gagula does the Godzilla vs. Megalon sliding kick. Yes. <laughs> which was cute. It's real short, but it's like, oh, he did the Godzilla thing. That's, but it was there. It's dumb and cute. And you saw it. Yes. <laughs> See previous bonus episodes. So, yeah, so the, so the leader guy is super mad about how, you know, Galma, you know, betrayed him and you hurt me the most. Hmm. And then and Mujina is like, Super mad, Kayomi, because you know she took the only thing that I had, and he's like, "I have no idea what you're talking about. What is wrong with you?" Yeah, it's like I, I'm sorry, but what? Your apology means nothing. We we hung out wow. once. Oh, but like, like, oh, what the the fuck is the the Juga is like? He's going on this long pontificating thing, and then Galma's just like, "Shut up, Yuga!" <laughs> Punches. Yeah. And she she definitely like read way more into that one evening of hanging out than Koyomi did. Yes. So she basically in her mind they like had a whole thing and have broken up and he was like we had some beers. <laughs> it's pretty it's it's pretty great. Which is a decent comedy beat but she's also underwritten in that like, she's, like, the emotionless one. Yes. But she does have emotions. She just doesn't understand them, I guess. She had one feeling one time. <laughs> it was terrible. I don't and recommend now it's it. Every, and now it's everyone's problem. <laughs> and then Yumoga and Yume are, like, you know, con- trying to confront uh, Suzumu, but he's just giving them the silent treatment. Yeah. 
Oh, God, I just realized that the bad guys... Possibly ex- because he's busy, you know, dominating the kaiju. Yes. Except for Shizumo, they're kind of... The bad guys are the kind of the cast of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got the angry guy, he's the Kramer. Uh-huh. Yeah. You, you, the one lady, Elaine, she's a little neurotic and weird. Uh-huh. And, and then, well, I guess Seinfeld is Juga? I guess, and then... And- and then that makes yeah. There's no, there, there's kind of is no George. Yeah, there, there's really. I mean, I guess Galma is really their George. <laughs> they got yes. their George to replace him. <laughs> and maybe the other guy is, is like the Newman. Newman. There could totally be an episode. Maybe there was where they they decide to replace George. Zan, <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's. Uh, where it's are we? Yeah, we're, we're all DBZ fighting now. It's yeah, we're, we're, we're doing the beam war, the, the theme music's coming it's on. It's an extremely visual combat kind of episode with, you know, you kind of just got to watch it. Yeah, you know, Yamogi does the instance domination thing. Oh, instance distraction, I have it in my notes. Oh, distraction. Because <laughs> it's basically it's just like, oh, oh, I, I, because of that one... The one adorable monster that wasn't really that bad that you distracted that one time when it was destroying a building, admittedly. Aww. It's like he does it again, which, like, he doesn't control the monster, but it's just enough to make it stop so the, everybody else can, like, smack it mm-hmm. with rockets. A rocket punch! But rocket punch in a different way. They fire missiles and also punch at the same time. So yes. when the punch connects, it explodes. <laughs> which I don't think I've seen before. Oh. I mean, yeah. some anime has probably done something to that effect. Really. Yeah, so so they now recombine into Dynazenon, uh, which is now ridden by a combination well, Grid Knight Goldburn. Yeah, the dragon version. Dragon form. Yes. Yes. Grid Knight is now riding a dragon. That's mm. where we are. He's a dragon rider. Oh no. Oh no. Yes. So they they, 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 they have a BMO war uh Dino Rex is victorious, and we get a brief moment with the Genesis before yeah. they are destroyed. Well, they ended with, uh, like in in Gridman, in the end, it, it, it was the classic cross-counter, two punching each other mm. at the same time. This time it was like, it was a punch and two dragon heads smacking into each other. Yes. It was like a dragon punch, which mm. was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, rip kaiju users. <laughs> yes, we Alas. Get, a, get a brief query from uh, from the uh, from Mujina, wondering if well, maybe it's better to really be dead. Yee. Yeah, it is kind of weird that they're they're just gone, dead. What? Like, well, especially after like Grid Man, like the entire thing was Akane isn't evil. She's still human. We can save her. Okay, there there was... Alexa. But I guess these guys never consider themselves to be human? Yeah, that's kind of the thing. But, like, Alexis Carob was, like, this outer cosmic digital entity and thus evil. But these people don't consider themselves people. They're just kaiju users. But still, they're people, but nope, they're dead. Yep. I guess that would because be why... Because they monsters. I guess that would be why Onesia uh, specifies that he's killing humans in a yes. a way that makes it sound like he is not included among that. Mm-hmm. 
admittedly, I guess they're like thousands of years old, so it's a little odd to have them still stay around, but to just bump them off completely seems out of character of the show. And so, you know, that is it for the Eugenesis, but it is also it for Galma, who does remember that, you know, he... He he missed. He he wishes that the princess had been resurrected with him, but he was he, he did good things while he was alive again, and he he remembers that uh, you know the she does have that there are three things that endure you know promises, love, and, and he doesn't make that third one. Yes, every time he says it, and it's said it like three or four times during this episode, we never get the finish of it. No, damn it. It's, it's an annoying running gag. <laughs> but even though he didn't get to meet his princess again, he got to make new friends. Yes. Yeah. That was nice. And, and then Dinah Xenon turns gray like a dead Optimus Prime. Yes. Like, is he Cybertronian? What? <laughs> Wait, was Galma so- the only thing keeping him alive? Apparently, I mean, I guess they were linked. I guess. Maybe question mark something. There, there, there is unanswered questions in this series. Uh, <laughs> and then we cut to three months later. Yeah, fifteen minutes into the episode, the episode's over. The credits are rolling, <laughs> and then we have a really. Ex- I, I, I mean, was kind of like, boy, that was kind of short. Now, how long is this going to keep going? Oh, it's going to keep going for a while. What is this? A Marvel movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's another ten minutes. It like okay. Admittedly, there are so many shows where like the final battle's over, but we get a second of oh, everybody's happy, and, and that's the end. But this is like a ten-minute epilogue. Yeah, it seems a bit much. It, I mean, because you say this is only twelve episodes. Yeah, I mean, having it. I mean, well, the, the Grid Man had kind of the epilogue with the Kane's going home. But I think that was only like five minutes, maybe six. Something like that, yeah. It wasn't as long as this. Mm-hmm. And that was more eventful wrapping up a personality thing. I mean, I mean, that had a big central mystery, and there wasn't yeah. really a central mystery for this show. What, I mean, I guess was, the central mystery was Yume's sister's death, but that wasn't really a mystery. And we didn't even get complete closure on that. We we just no. we got emotional closure for her yes. of going back and meeting her sister, but mm-hmm. not mystery closure. And discovering yes. it was really an accident and not a suicide. Yes. Apparently it was an accident. Yeah. Maybe I... the ghost of her sister just said that to make her feel better. Yes, that's entirely possible. <laughs> like the way it played out. It's like cuz it was like a ghost of a memory of her sister. Yes. It it wasn't exactly time traveling. It was fake time. It was dream time traveling. uh, But anyway, we have 10 minutes of after credits of of three months later. Oh, wait, where does it start? I really Uh, like. Oh, oh, go ahead. Who the fuck is this tall guy? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. After I thought that, Auntie's like. Who are you? <laughs> and like, as he, right as he was asking that question, I realized, oh, that's Koyomi. He got a haircut. He, he and he's what? standing straight up, so he's taller than everyone else. Like, he's been hunching this yeah, entire time. You know, he looks like the fifth Ramon. That's <laughs> <laughs> the great thing is that he, like, I mean, I did. I was like, who is this guy? 
Yeah, because like he he's been hunching through the entire show, so he doesn't he doesn't look taller than Auntie, but he is. And now he's he in got a, suit. a haircut and got a real job. Yeah, <laughs> so we're we're we're, we're gathering. You know, uh, Auntie and the second and Goldburn are about to they're about to move on, and so we're we're having a little vigil here at. Uh, under the bridge. And Galma's now abandoned uh, bridge shanty. Under um, the overpass. Uh, you, they, they do not eat live crabs in his honor. Uh, Yamogi is eating what appears to be a crab stick in his honor, though. Aww. He would have loved this processed crab meat. <laughs> well, he does, because there is a shot with a blurry, very blurry in the distance, Galma ghost. That was weird. Yes. That is weird. I didn't even notice that. I just, I just, I was looking up. The internet noticed for you. The internet noticed that I went back to posts from like a year ago. It's like, oh, Gamma was there. I didn't even notice that. So yeah, they head out and, you know, Yume and Yubogi, they've got to get going. It's uh, it's festival, some sort of festival. Is it Halloween? I don't know what's no, going it's, on. No, it's the, the, the summer school festival thing. Where they, if you've seen a lot of anime, where the, each classroom and e- each club has their own little thing. Like we have a haunted house room, we, we have a maid cafe, or all kinds of things. Okay, the school event things like you pay admission, the funds for the school, students, whatever. It, it's a weird cliche. Well, they had thing, the festival in in Gridman. They did Gridman. They had that festival episode. Oh right, where they were like, were they cross dressing? It was something oh, like oh, that. Yeah, it was, oh, maybe something it was like the maid cafe, cross dressing cafe thing. Yeah, because it was. Yes. Yeah, that was in the middle of oh cultural festival. I guess it's just called. Okay, I just wasn't sure if this was actually Halloween or if... It's just off... The haunted house is a very common thing that happens in it. Okay, and they're clearly adopting, like, American Halloween motifs. We we did see, like, a jack-o'-lantern at one point. Yeah, like, the, the, the haunted house is the default. It's like, oh, we're doing the boring one. Okay. <laughs> we had no unique ideas. Yeah. Oh, the, the wiki refers to it as a Halloween cafe. Hey. Well, it's Halloween. Is that, is that a thing? There's pumpkins, so yes, it's Halloween themed, and there's <laughs> zombies and axes and heads and things. But can I can I go to a Halloween cafe in Japan? Probably. There's there's cafes for various anime when they come up. There for a you while was at go least, to a Gundam cafe. Yeah, there's there's a. A, st- a Gundam one, there's a Common Rider one, there's an Ultraman one, although they may have left at some point or moved to a different location. But some of them were there for a couple of years of various things. Uh, the Gundam one is probably still there, unless it moved. I think it was all near where the um, the big statue is. The big Gundam. Mm. Well, that would make sense. Yeah. So so we cut to Chize and Kuyomi. Uh, her middle school, it was totally messed up in the kaiju attack, so it still isn't open yet, so she's still not wearing her uniform. Nope. That's fine. And she uh, looked weird in it. Oh no, COVID killed the cafes. Oh. Aww. yeah. The Gundam one, that multiple Gundam ones that were open for at least a decade, some of them, uh, closed down last oh. year. Ooh, they really dropped a colony on those places. Well, that's yeah. sad. Well, hopefully they'll come back eventually. I wonder if they will regrow. Oh, there's an Ultraman one I'd really love to go to. I wonder <laughs> if that one's still open. 
<laughs> so we get to see Chise's tattoo now. Yes. yes. Which, like, okay, I have so many questions. Well, we had questions previous. Like, what was it underneath her thing that we, that, uh, the, you may saw in one episode and we didn't get to see? That she was hiding under her arm sleeve. Okay. So. Has she always had this tattoo? Is this a new tattoo covering up a scar that was there? Because it's dragon-shaped, it's very Goldburn-themed. Yes. Right. So it's, yeah, that is a question, like, which came first? Like, did she already have this tattoo? And, and Goldburn sort of yeah. took that form? Or And also, who's tattooing somebody who is clearly underage? Yes, she's like eh. 13 or something. <laughs> like, I mean... Even in Japan, like, tattooing is, is rarer than America. But, like, she's fucking underage. Who the hell would do that? She's definitely, I mean, I don't know, some I mean, streets place. Unless she has another cousin who's a scumbag who does tattoos on the side. Could or have just- a cousin who's a tattoo artist and... You know, it's like, do me. And, you know, since she's not a customer, maybe she doesn't have to go through the whole proper identification process. Also, maybe he just, like, doesn't care enough about his license. <laughs> I assume they're licensed. It, it, it's a n- nice sort of tribal-ish tattoo that's very Goldbird-inspired. It's neat. It's just, how the fuck did she get it? <laughs> She had ways. Yes. It's not like she looks older than she is. <laughs> no. No. Anyway, it turns out that uh, that uh, Koyomi uh, blew 21 separate interviews. Aww. He's trying. But the 22nd, the 22nd paid off because it's with his old not-girlfriend who's married to this guy and she's working for him now. Yes. So she's working, or he is, he is working for her husband, right? Yes. So I was going yeah. to say, if she gave him a job, then congratulations, now you're co-workers with Yamogi. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming he even still has that job. Yes. Yeah, we do kind of totally drop that thread with him having a job. Yeah, I'm going to assume he got fired or quit halfway through. Entirely possible. Oh, did, did we mention that, that when Auntie and, and Anna Shiras go back to the digital world, taking Goldburn and the corpse of Dinozenon with them? Yes. Yeah. They just sort of VoIP into the digital world? Yes. They go odd. through a portal. Yeah, it's a, it's a portal, but, but like, I thought it was the same world, like... Is this the upside down world from Gridman? What? How? What is the relations to this? Well, I guess we're gonna see it in a second. Yeah, we can see it again, but it's like, huh? So yeah, we we cut back to the high school. Uh, you may still not having a great time because uh, it turns out that uh, her friend Irma took a bunch of unauthorized photos of her and put it together in her like photo display. Well, yeah, because she, she's a photographer. So I, I guess their classroom's thing was art display photos. Yeah, or, or unless she's in the photography club and they were using their classroom. Yeah. Maybe they're big yeah, on so, clubs. Yeah. So so she you know she takes off. Uh, Yamogi's uh, 
Mogi's mom and his new stepdad, uh, Ron, are there. <laughs> and, you know, his mom was wondering if you know, his friend uh, Galma's going to be there. Aww. And he's all, uh, uh, no, he was banned from the school, which is true. Yes. <laughs> yes. Also it's justified. True. Both yes. true and entirely justified. And and then and then all his friends are like, "Hey, you know, get your girlfriend. You're she's. We're we're trying to haunt a house here." So one of them tells him that that she's his responsibility. So yeah, he he takes her hand, and then he has a flashback to. I guess this took place during the last fight. Uh, I guess when he's talking with uh, Suzumu when they were in the dimension of uh, subway station maps. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. oh, God, wow, it does look like subway station maps. It, it, it does. Symbolic, of, like the digital world style from Gridman. Mm. The the sets, like layered, multicolored, bright RGB piping. So he, you know, he's all, you know, hey, you, you know, you've got kaiju controlling powers. You could have become a kaiju user. You could have, you know, had like a totally sick life instead of just being a high school student with like a girlfriend. You could have had it all. Yes, my my empire of dirt. <laughs> my empire of glowing neon. So much neon, so much glowing. And he's all, yeah, no, I kind of just like being a person. Let's be person, do person things. Have a person life. You do you, man. Time to die. (laughs) See you later. Anyway, he does get uh, Yume out of her funk. And, you know, she's... Turns out she's really just finding out whether he wanted to go with her. And also, uh, for most of the time, he's just been calling her by her last name. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a thing in Japan is you don't call each other by your given name until you're very close. Okay. You probably are going to be doing it before you're officially dating, though. Mm. (laughs) So him still calling her by her surname is definitely like being more formal than is justified and worth her picking on him for. Hmm. Which is a neat thing, but it's a weird thing. It's like, I only called my close friends in college by their last name. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, you weren't making out with them. I don't know. I mean, unless you were. That's fair. Okay, you know, we get a... Uh, we get a, a montage of the events of this... Uh, this th- this festival, you know, we see the choir club. Um, her sister's old boyfriend is there. Uh, we get to the Halloween cafe. He is uh, very poignantly playing a mummy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Your mummy, your mummy, and she's Aww. like a dead princess. Oh, she was supposed to be a princess. Oh. Oh, I, I thought mean, she was like a nurse. Like- I, I mean, I, a lot of her friends were nurses. I think her dress was more princessy. Ah, uh, point is, and she's then, definitely yeah. undead. Yes. Mm. And then they're you know comparing scars, and they're like, yeah, you know these these haven't healed yet. And he's like, yeah, I hope they don't. 
so they have matching scars forever. Yep. Aww. Uh, we've got, and that is it for them. We've got to one final scene. We are in the digital world. Uh, you know, Auntie's got some little scraps of uh, Gamma's clothing, and uh, we cut to Dazina. Bandage, yes. A L- little bit of dump mummy bandage and a little dragon medallion thingy. Yes. And we cut to Dinazina now, fully, uh, full, alive fully, again. Yeah, fully alive, back in full color again. And, like, uh, okay, how is Galma's soul in there? Did they just turn him off and on again? I mean, maybe, maybe passing maybe back. Like, yeah, it needs to like spend time in the the digital realm and recharge. Or maybe once its old master dies, it needs to be it needs to bond with another person. Oh, mm-hmm. not possible. Which means. Auntie has a new giant dragon puppy? I guess. Aw. He's got a pet. He's good. He's the best. And that is SSS Dinozenon. I mean, I I, I enjoyed this one reasonably well. I didn't like it as much as Gridman. Yeah, because it's more standard anime trope thingies. I mean, it's a totally fine and, you know, well-made anime series, but it doesn't have the sort of central mystery of uh, Gridman that made it so uh, captivating. Yeah, Gridman was better at hooking you in and and liking the characters. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I did, you know, I did warm up the characters. I thought they were likable. Yeah, I mean, I... I started out saying that these are my beloved trash goblin children, and I love all of them, and I continue loving all of them. Uh, I do feel like maybe they didn't go into it with as much of a cohesive idea of what the story was going to be about, uh, so yeah. it it is a little like less narratively cohesive. I mean, you know, it's like writing your first novel versus writing your second novel. You know, your first one, you've had your whole life to think about, you know, what you're going to put into it and what you want it to be. And your second one's yeah. like, ah, oh. so I like this first one. I guess they got, got to do a second one. Now you got a contract and you got like a year <laughs> to get a draft to your editor and shoot. Yeah. What are you going to do? So it's not, and you're not George R.R. R. Martin getting to spend years writing The Winds of Winter. You have to actually. <laughs> Or something. years not writing it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, years writing TV shows and short stories and putting out more wild card books. <laughs> so yeah, it was perfectly enjoyable, but it yeah, it, it was visually very like I said. I love the palette. I love yes. just all the colors. Uh, it just wasn't quite as narratively cohesive, or you know, it didn't have quite quite the same emotional impact. But I did really like all the characters being hmm. wonderful disaster goblins. Yes. Yeah. It, it Koyomi. <laughs> wasn't as heavily themed on, on like symbolism and then deeper meaning and stuff that worked better in Gridman. Yes. Hmm. And this, it, it characters, it seemed to struggle to have a central focus or, or it fell off of what I thought was a central focus at the end. It's like, okay, the, the eugenicists are just all dead. Okay. The end. That, I mean, it felt like either they should have survived somehow and reformed, like Akane, or there should have been more meaning to their death. 
kind of like like they realized, oh, oh no, wait, being with the kaiju is bad for us. It's made us worse people. We don't think we're people. We have to reject the kaiju. Something like that. <laughs> a, a, a Pyrrhic victory. Oh, we can save Lord Vader. It's like, no, we just kill the monster and they go with it. <laughs> it kind of doesn't work as well. Yeah. Like, I, the whole Akane being saved, it's like, how many people did she kill? But, like, yes, the, the entire point of Gridman was, like, she still deserves to be saved. And then she has to leave this world because she killed people. <laughs> I mean, maybe some people just are irredeemable. I, but, like, even, like, uh, oh, what, what the fuck was his name? Not Kilo Khan. Uh, <laughs> Khan Digifer. Uh, Alexis Carib. Alexis Carib, that, that's the name. <laughs> Khan Digifer was the Japanese name of uh, Kilo Khan. Yes, like, even he wasn't destroyed, he was imprisoned. Right. <laughs> Like, and he's super mega evil. He was pretty bad. He was like, uh, Kyube levels of bad. The thing from Madoka Magica. Yeah. That kind of bad. Well, even that, that's just unknowable, doesn't understand people. It's, it, it's a cosmic horror because <laughs> it, it does not care about human emotions. It just wants efficiency. Yes. But yeah, like, like, Oh, Gridman was just so fucking good. I, I'm, I'm disappointed in Dinazenon because it, what, oh, oh, I know a perfect analogy. Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross. Mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger is so fucking good as a JRPG. And Chrono Cross is actually pretty good. It's just trying to compare it to Chrono Trigger. There's no way it can stand up, and that that's kind of yep. what Dynazine on. It's it's good show. Engine, no. Compared to most mecha anime, it's still really good. Right. It's just no Gridman. <laughs> and we're done. Yes. Uh, until the movie comes out, whenever the fuck that is, or whatever. Yes, there's it's, it's going to be a crossover movie. Is that right? <gasps> yeah, it, I, I think it's tentatively called Gridman X Dynazenon. <laughs> Not like verses or anything, but but in that theme, like they'll probably well no because how's it going to work? Because they they'll have to introduce new kids, or we bring back all the old kids, and they'll be aged up possibly because Auntie and Anna Shira is aged up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What are we doing? I guess we'll find what is out. The plot? Then again, we had no idea what the plot of this show was either. <laughs> this is true. And they pulled it. There. I I'm I'm excited to find out. What random episode of the original Gridman are they going to pull characters from? <laughs> yes. Because we had Anoshiris and, and, and the mummy now. Well, what's left? What other crazy things? What is the next weapon that he introduced later on in the show that ties into the movie? Oh. The, the potential is, is, is interesting. I'm, I'm excited to have more because it's a fun little weird universe. I hope it has more Transformers references or at least references we can decipher. Yeah, yes. I would enjoy that. Like no microman shit. We don't we don't get that. <laughs> Can we have side references to Sentai shows? Oh no, you can't do that because it's Ultraman. More references to old Ultraman. That at least I'll get. Like have each of the characters based upon an Ultra Monster. That'd be neat. Then again, they actually do that. They're they're kaiju girl anime short comedy things. <laughs> 
Anyway, I guess we're done. Yes, all right. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for tuning in to Superhuman Samurai Cyberpod. We'll be back with more Robots in Disguise next week. Yes. And, of course, if you uh, want to hear more of us, we are on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we have a Patreon. Yes, we are hosted on iaconunderground.net, where we have a Patreon set up to help with hosting and other expenses and trying to convince myself not to use any of our web stuff to host a Mastodon instance. Uh, that is <laughs> patreon.com slash iaconunderground. Uh, did we decide what we're doing for June yet? No. <laughs> no, we did not. <laughs> so- well, for May's episode, for as little as a dollar a month, you get access to our previous episodes as well. Uh, for May, we are watching... Instead of Doctor Strange, uh, which Rob, have you still not seen Doctor Strange? I haven't. I haven't made it out yet. Oh no. my god! Wow. No. So instead, uh, we have watched the surprisingly charming early '90s Full Moon Pictures movie, Doctor Mordred, uh, in which Jeffrey Combs plays a character who was entirely supposed to be Doctor Strange until they lost the license to make a Doctor Strange movie. Uh, That's right. I had to rub the numbers off, and and, and you can watch it on Tubi ahead of the watching or listening to our podcast. Although, war- spoiler warning: there, there's nudity in it that I didn't remember. There are boobies. There's definitely a one short scene. Boobies. They're wildly gratuitous. <laughs> yeah. They're absolutely unnecessary. Uh, but you know, like like I said, sometimes you got to add that extra stuff in to get that rating that you want. That's right. Uh, so And to fill out those 75 minutes. Yes. yes. It is an entire 75 minutes of early 90s full moon pictures fun. So definitely yes. recommend watching that and then coming back and listening to us talk about it. Talk about Jeffrey Combs right. being surprisingly charming, considering that's, that's right. not usually what he plays. And then come to our Discord and talk about that. The, the link on the Twitter, IaconUG, still works to the Discord, right? Yes, it should still be pinned okay. to, it should still be pinned to the top of the IaconUG Twitter account. I know sometimes the Discord links, like, they wear off or they change or something, or you, maybe you can have infinite ones, I forget. Hmm. You can set them to not expire. Ah, keep it. All right. Which I believe I did. Alright, so until next time, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I want to go to a kaiju cafe in Japan someday. I'm David. Aw, oh, man. Kaiju cakes. I want to go to a cafe. They have costumes. Me with a monster. Ooh.